The following is a presentation of the Wild Radio Network. It's the Blue Zone Movie Podcast, a semi-regular exploration of all things cinematic with Brian Lennon. You are my number one guy. Luke Winters. It's all right, nobody panic. I was deliberate. And T.C. Petty. Oh, for some reason I don't believe you. And so here we go, lights. Cameras, action! To the sounds of Depeche Mode's B-side, Happiest Girl, we come in. Hey, it's the Blue Zone Movie Podcast. We're back at you two weeks in a row. Pretty incredible. We take oh a year off and then hit two weekends straight. Mm-mm. It's amazing. The beginning of a new legacy, sir. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a semi-regular podcast now, in case you didn't hear that in the intro. We're five shows away from being on XM. Yep, that's right. Oh, By the end of the year, right, TC? Yep, just, just the this uh, this stint on Wild Radio Network has catapulted us into, uh, I think, the minds and hearts of uh, the American people and the stratosphere. And while we're spending a lot of time up here in the stratosphere, we just happened to run into an old friend of ours, who is to my left, your right, as we look around the studio. Why look, everyone? It's our old friend Jim Carl. Welcome to the Blue Zone Podcast. Welcome, Jim Carl. Thank you all. Thank you. Appreciate it. First time. It is my first time doing a, po- a podcast. Yes, it is. And he's been in many a Blue Zone movies. Probably, probably the only person who's been in more Blue Zone films than you is me. I would have to agree with that. Yep. Yeah. So your uh, affiliation with the brand goes back quite a ways. Yep, almost to I guess to the uh, very, almost very beginning. Almost, yep. Yeah. Well, hey, I just mentioned we had a um, a new show open to celebrate our new semi regular status. And uh, as it introduced each of the players, uh, there was a little movie quote that went along with each of us. Can Luke or TC name all three movies that were quoted in the opening? I can name the two. I don't remember your quote, sir. That's uh, that's correct. I don't remember your quote either. My quote was one that said, You, you are my number one guy. Yeah. See, that's going to be the toughest one. That's actually the easiest one, gentlemen. It's the easiest ah. for us. The easiest for you. I saw that movie nine times in the theater. Yep, <laughs> as did I. All right, so uh, Luke Winters. Field, even, Field even, of Dreams. No, even before I met Brian, yeah. I saw that movie nine times. Yep. Luke Winters, yours was, I'm all right, I'm all right, that was deliberate. That's from what? Lord of the Rings. TC, yours was, oh, for some reason, I don't believe you. That's from? I'll leave there around. What? <laughs> No, it was uh, it was from the Human Centipede. Human Centipede, one of your favorite. Films. One of my favorite films, Ace. I think film directing. Based on the clues that you gave me, Jim Carl and Brian, I think your movie. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Was from Batman. That is correct. Ding 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 ding. Yes. Knocks that out of the park. <clears throat> That's right. I was going to do a little contest. The first per- person to put on our Facebook site, our Facebook page of the wall, uh, what the three movies were would win some prize. But I don't want to be faced with the stark reality that no one's listening. <laughs> so I just decided to ask you guys. <laughs> hey, well, right outside, right out, right out of the gate here, I want to hit the, the big movie this weekend is, of course, Marvel Comics' uh, latest effort, and it is the movie Thor. We talked about it briefly last week. Director Kenneth Branagh 
and some incredibly charismatic male lead that I was head over heels about uh, last week. <coughs> um, TC, you were going to see it this weekend. Did you see it yet? I didn't see it yet. See it. Luke did see it. I did see it, yes. Luke, give us give us your opinion on that. Well, first, I go to the theater, and I'm like, I'd like to see Thor, please. I didn't really realize if it was uh, 3D or not, mm. but I wasn't paying attention. 1250 please. And I'm like, damn it, is this in 3D? And it was. Is it also in 2D at selected theaters? Don't know. It, that, that, that's correct. Yes. All right, good, because I always go see it 2Ds. in 2D because the 3D, once again, was subpar, and I was going into the movie looking forward to it, and then when I got to the theater, I was dreading it because I'm sick of 3D, especially when it's the post-conversion. But that's just my mind. Well, I hope Thor threw his hammer right at you. Uh, he didn't. <laughs> You're saying in two hours and ten minutes, in two hours and ten minutes, they don't throw the hammer right at the audience. He threw the hammer, but it wasn't at the audience. That's ridiculous. But it didn't go. It it didn't at least do like a three sixty by the camera as close as possible. No, not that I What? Anyway, Thor was a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. Yesterday might have been I had the most homoerotic conversations of my life yesterday because I was talking about The Rock with my one guy at work. And, like, he's one of the few guys I think I might go gay for. And now... The Rock or the guy at work? The Rock. Oh. No, the guy at work, you know. And then now I see this beautiful person in the lead of Thor. I'm just captivated by him. He's the, he, he was, like, almost prettier than Natalie Portman. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's a very handsome man. He's, he's, he's pretty dapper. Man. He was so distractingly handsome, like you, Brian, with uh, Jamie Lannister on A Game of Thrones. Yep. He was so distractingly handsome, I couldn't not fall in love with the guy. And for the record, I think Lannister on Game of Thrones is very handsome. Mm-hmm. However, he only distracts me with his handsomeness. I'm in no way attracted to him. <laughs> Unlike Thor, in which case I'm quite attracted to this. Mm-hmm. this or the young man from Dune. What was his name? From the Dune movie? Or yeah, the, the Dune TV? movie. Oh, that was uh, Kyle that, McLaughlin. As I recall, you were quite uh, infatuated with him. Yeah, he, he had incredible eyes. But Thor, Thor was the type of story that could have been incredibly <laughs> cheesy, but Kenneth Branagh did a good job directing it, and he did a good job managing the sci-fi aspects of the series of the of the movie. And I thought it was well done. The action scenes were pretty good, and the lead. I mean, he did a great job as Thor. So how was how was Stanley? His cameo was actually pretty good. I'm kind of sick of the sit Stanley cameos, but his was pretty funny. And you sat through the credits. No, I did not sit through the credits. Really? I wanted to, but the people I went with were like, oh, let's just go. Wow. So, like, whatever. Well, how was uh, Natalie Portman? She was good. Hmm? You know, just Natalie Portman. Yeah. Pretty. Well, smart. Was she Prince Amidala good or Black Swan good? That's a great question. Better than, I mean, she wasn't putting on a Black when Swan I say, performance. When I say Prince, I mean princess. princess. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely better than her Star Wars performances. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was. I actually had them reversed. My scale was much higher for the Prince Am- <laughs> Princess Amidala. <clears throat> but that's okay. I'm going to go see that movie tomorrow in honor of Mother's Day. So I'm looking forward going to seeing 2D, it. Going 2D though, because oh, definitely the 3D. First of all, I had no idea it was in 3D, and I wear glasses normally unless I'm riding my motorcycle or something. I have my contacts in, so I just feel like a jack ass. <laughs> Wearing two 3D glasses over my regular glasses, and it's uncomfortable, and it's a pain, and they charge you three extra bucks for a somewhat less enjoyable experience. 
So I, I just can't wait to see it in 3D. <laughs> 3D is my. I heard 3D is mind blowing in it. I want to see the hammer come at me. Yeah, the hammer comes right at you. Right at you, and it revolves 360 around the screen. Yep, it's incredible. Go see it, everybody. Yep. You know something I read uh, just this, just last night has me uh, very upset. What's that? Buddy? I'm sure you could all tell that I'm a little off my game today. Uh, as you all know, I've been very excited for the upcoming cinema slash television project, uh, the ad- adaptation of The Dark Tower. Mm, I did. I heard about this today. Oh. It was going to be a series of movies coupled with a television series. Um, and evidently, the the scope of the project is a little too mm, grand. Yeah, a little too grand. They're not. They're afraid now that it's not going to recoup the money, or it's not worth the money, and uh, they're they're putting the whole project on hiatus for the time being. And they're going to try to decide whether or not they want to bring another production company in to take it over completely to come in to help out with it or if they're going to change their plans. The original plan was to start with the fourth book in the series, Wizard and Glass, as a movie mm-hmm. and then go to a television series to see part of the evolution of uh, Roland the Gunslinger, probably do the drawing of the three as a television series. Mm-hmm. Then when the next movie came out, the quartet would already be together and then go to another TV series after that movie and culminate in the final final movie. And I guess the, the problem with that is, you know, if the first movie isn't as big a hit as you expect it to be, then you've, you're committed to two years of TV, which no one wants to see. <laughs> so, did, did they, I mean, is that, they were going to do all of this at once, like just in a big block, and there was no sort of like, okay, we'll just do the movie and let's see how it goes. So like starting a branding before they've even done anything, right? Yep. Jeez. That's a bad idea. Yeah. And it was um, Ron Howard was producing, and the writer behind the movie, uh, Cinderella Man and a Beautiful Mind, was Ah. to tackle the screenplay. Hmm. Now, you could also say that that sentence can also be said this way. The screenwriter of the movie Batman and Robin (laughs) was going to write the screenplay. (laughs) So, you know, you got to decide whether... That's the one thing. I'm upset that it's on hold, but the one good thing is... I don't care if you wrote Beautiful Mind or Cinderella Man. He wrote ba- to me. He's the guy who wrote Batman and Robin, and I don't. I don't want that person involved with the Dark Tower. That really, that really ruined the whole franchise. Yep. How did you feel about the casting of Benicio del Toro as Roland the Shane? Because while I like Benicio as an actor, I, I tried numerous times to picture him as Roland the Shane, and I couldn't. I couldn't see how he could pull that role off. That's not. That's not who the cast. Who was it? It's some guy that I never heard of. In fact, it's not finalized. When I heard last story I read, they did cast, and they were very ready to go with Benicio del Toro. Nope, he hasn't been casting. The, the The guy that they want is like an Italian-sounding name, but um, uh, he, they were getting near finalizing the deal with him, and they they're afraid that this is gonna endanger it now. Well, I agree with Luke that that'd be horrible casting. Yeah, that would be terrible. The guy that they chose, who who I've never heard of. He looked really good, just based on the one picture I saw. I was like, yeah, I can see him as Roland. Although, you know, I, of course, immediately want... Um, Jamie Lannister? Viggo Mortensen oh. to play the part. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh, Viggo, while I think he could pull off any role, I don't see him as Roland either. Mm. He looks so dirty with his long, stringy hair, dirt on his face, scruff, but so dapper. <laughs> I'm so invested in this, I choose not to cho- choose somebody for the role. Fair enough. Hey, um, Luke. Yes. If it was Christmas and you were going to get a gift, 
but your gift had to be that they were going to do a sequel to any one movie. What movie would you pick as the movie for Christmas? Your gift would be. It would be. What sequel would be your gift to any movie? To any movie in the history of movies. Yep. Braveheart. Oh, I'm not sure that would work. <laughs> if you were gonna, if you were gonna answer seriously and give that give that question the seriousness it deserved, you of course would pick Constantine. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Oh. Reprising the role of John Constantine. John, John, John. Constantine. Did they learn? Did they learn the lesson the first time? <laughs> wow. Is that how you say it, Constantine? I've always said Constantine. I've always said Constantine, and in fact, I have to force myself to remember to say Constantine. But according to Alan Moore, folks, their actual pronunciation is Constantine. Mm. Alan Moore, of course, the creator of League of League of, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. A lot of other good stuff. He created uh, the character in, in the comic book Hellblazer. Well, he created him in Swamp Thing, and then he went on to be in... in no, I had no Blazer. idea that he was created by Alan Moore. Yep. Mm. So the director of uh, Constantine recently, <laughs> yes. said, recently said, I'm not really interested in filming any sort of sequel to uh, I Am Legend, which was one of my earlier films. However, I would be quite interested in filming a sequel to... Constantine, especially especially if we can get a hard R rating for it and do a scary sequel. Ooh, well, a scary sequel. Well, the thought of the sequel is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves, man, he is constantly miscast in movies. I, I just saw what's that? There's um, a Japanese comic book. Uh, oh, uh, Akira or something. Akira, yeah. And they just yeah, cast him. He's 43 years old or something, and they cast him as like a teenage hero or something. What? He's in Akira? Supposedly, that's what they were, they were reporting. <laughs> wow. And um, I thought he would be all focused on Bill and Ted 3. <laughs> yep. How do, they, how do they adapt something like that? I don't know. To the screen. So they took this character, John Constantine. He's based visually on Sting because when he was created back in the 80s, Sting was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was before he got old and sold out. Sting and the wrestler or Sting the musician? Sting the musician. And so they're like, all right, who can we get to play this character, which is supposed to be just like Sting? Oh, Keanu Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In all fairness, he is the Sting of the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is. He he, he did have a band, didn't he? He But he was Buddha. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He did have a band. I forget what it was called, though. I think it had Dog in the title, though. Yeah, it did. It, w- it wasn't nearly as good as um, um, Russell Crowe's band. Oh no, definitely not. What is it? One thousand has I has the number a yeah. hundred or a thousand in or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. Forget. Somebody needs a computer. Yeah, yeah where's, really where's our fa- where's our fact checker? No, right Jeez. now, we need someone. We need an intern. They're in getting here. us we coffee looking up right now, and and they're not bringing back the facts we need. We need the name of Russell Crowe's band. We need the name of the guy that is. R- was in negotiations to stars Roland. Yes. And where are those pictures I was supposed to see? That's a reference to Casey Kasem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only me and Pancake think that's funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pancake. Hey, Jim. Yes, Brian. In terms of the cinema, what's one of your main strengths in terms of knowledge of cinema? One of the, one of the movies... <laughs> One of the movies that you're regarded as an expert on. <laughs> I love the I love the participation you get from people. That's, that's, a, that's a great question. It had to be probably um, Highlander or uh, or Batman. 
<clears throat> we recently watched the preview for the new Conan movie. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Good segue. Or Conan, yes. I'll tell you, I, I grew up in the era of Schwarzenegger being like the action hero of the 80s. I've never seen the movie. I never saw the movie Conan until years later when I was hanging out with Jim and he pretty much forced me to watch it. That movie changed your life, didn't it? The original Conan. <laughs> Thanks to that movie, it, it actually really got me into swords and sword making. Mm-hmm. So in, in a way, it did change my life. Yep. Wow. And you are quite the and, established sword maker. Yep. So my life and the friends around me, their lives have also been changed by that movie. Due to my sword making. That's right. <laughs> and the fact that like for two months you made me push like this big wheel around in a circle. Like, instead of walking in a circle, pushing this wheel. Um, we all took in the new um, Conan trailer in some less than optimal conditions, truth be told, for some reason. But um, the new revamp of, of Conan's coming out this summer. It's in August. We didn't, we didn't talk about it in our last podcast because we didn't talk about August. If you recall, oh, we did May, yeah, June, and July. Make it to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We forgot to talk about Harry Potter, which is also one of the big movies I'm looking forward to. Oh, me but, too. Yeah. Um, the new Conan's coming out. Jim, you're, a, you're a, a big fan of the old one. What did you think about what you saw? Well, just the other day, I was really looking forward to having a new Conan movie made. I was just thinking about it, and then all of a sudden, boom, there it was. I had no idea it was coming out. Almost like it was Christmas. And they were going to make one movie for you. Yes. And, and that movie. Of, of course, if I remember the day reboot where. reboot one film. I remember the day where I really wanted them to remake Clash of the Titans. <laughs> because growing up, one of my favorite movies growing up, I, I loved it. Um, and now my wishes come true. They're going to remake Conan. I'm just really concerned it's going to wind up being very cheesy. Um, so they could really destroy Conan just like they did, they did Clash of the Titans. But hopefully. It'll be a good movie. It's kind of hard to tell from the trailer I saw. It's got to be better than Conan the Destroyer. Conan the Destroyer was horrible. Let's just face it. Uh, Grace Jones destroys any movie. (laughs) (laughs) You don't find her sexy? I do not. Watching that preview, uh, it just made me realize how... Someone left their cell phone on. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you, TC? Oh, darn. I'm sorry, guys. I just got a call from from the president. (laughs) From the president of my company. Watching that trailer made me realize how influential Zack Snyder truly has become in movies. Because all I could think about was... They're making another 300 because it was the the hard rock, new metal, yep. with the stylized action and the somewhat supernatural elements. Visionary director. Visionary Zach director, Zack Snyder. Yep. He's changed cinema as we know it. TC, what did you think of those people that would form out of sand? Well, well I was surprised that they had, they had you know something from – from the, the you know the old kung fu films that I really like. You seem surprised. Where people people just come up out of sand as if that is possible. Um, <clears throat> I really like that. However, however, that aside, I don't know why there's sand in Conan times. I'm trying to figure that out because because it, it's and, and the movie. No 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 not 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 that there's no sand that exists. <laughs> 
Yes, please, please explain that further. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, why is there a sandbox in the middle of a castle that they could just pop up out of? It wasn't like they were popping up out of dirt. They were popping up out of sand. Out of sand, yep. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, beside that point, inside that Conan is supposed to be in, like, this frosty, like... In the north... Yeah, yeah northern-style northern wasteland kind of area. Doesn't he constantly which, wander, though? That is Conan. He does actually travel everywhere. Yeah, but it's supposed to be the reboot of the, you know, like the kind of like the original idea of it. And wasn't he mostly based off in the north? I mean, I just remember, when I think of Conan, at least from, from like, the visuals I have, not from the movie. I've never seen the movie, but, like, the... The comic books and stuff. All, it's a barbarian in the north. It's a very northern base with snow all around. You know, yeah. And there's no, I, I, I there's snow-capped mountains, but I didn't see any snow really. Yeah. What the it, what the crom happened to the snow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, when he starts out, he'll start out in the mountains and and wander down south. I, I guess he is because he's he's apparently having sex with a woman that looks like she's in. It, it looks like they're in like Persia or something. Yeah, I did, so I, I, did I don't understand where the, where they are or what they're doing. It was a Prince of Persia type movie too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sex scene got a little bit a little bit of a chuckle out of TC when we were watching it. I noticed. Huh. Oh, well, because, because it was so, so good. good. Oh. <laughs> he laughs at I'm, <laughs> at good sex scenes. Yep. <laughs> I giggle when I'm aroused. <laughs> Jim, what did you think of the actor? <laughs> he seems a little young and not quite big enough. Oh. Again, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, you think, yeah, yeah. That's that was that was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, I didn't get a good look at him, but I expected the Conan character to be, to be a little bit more larger than life. There's something about his brow that looked like like an <laughs> animal or something. Yeah. Caveman style yeah. brow. The only way I would see the new Conan is if Thor was in it as Conan. He, <laughs> he should be in every movie from now on. I agree. He has, he has long hair in that, right? Yes, he does. That's all kind of. Thrown back and like perfect, right? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. There was a good scene where they were fighting some sort of tentacle monster in, in the water. Did you catch that? Yeah, or what is yeah going I on? did. Yeah, I mean the effects look pretty cool. Kind of, but then I saw Lionsgate on it, and as as I'm always yeah, that's the afraid first, yeah. of Lionsgate. <laughs> Other than Mad Men, Lionsgate is like uh, the place and you go when centipede. nobody wants you. Yeah, human centipede. The place you go yeah. to when no one wants to release your project. Yeah. You gotta start somewhere. I guess so. <laughs> like us, that's we where this Conan reboot will start. <laughs> gotta start with Conan from the bottom, scrape the barrel, and then people will go, "Okay, yeah, I want to see that." And they'll make a sequel, and that sequel will be better. Yep. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Conan too. Conan Destroyer, the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. We started on the internet with a podcast. We're now, like I said, on um, Wild Radio Network uh, Saturdays overnight. And by the end of the year, of course, like we said, we'll be on XM Radio. Has uh, have any of you done anything towards that goal since well, we uh, last talked? I sent some cover letters to Mel Carmazon, the right. president of Sirius XM. So, fingers crossed. All right, very cool. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, well, we're that's a start. We're actually right in our time limit. Twenty-four minutes, forty-three seconds. You know, I usually cut out forty-three seconds worth of stuff. So that'll get us right to 24 minutes, which is like my, phones ringing. We'll go, yeah, yeah. We'll cut that little part out. So I want to thank everyone for everyone for tuning in. Hope you learned some important information about movies <laughs> that maybe you didn't know. Anything uh, we all need to say in order to wrap this thing up? We'll go around uh, anti-clockwise, Luke. I want to start with me. 
like the react. TC. <laughs> <laughs> react to that. Make sure, make sure, make sure you, you go out uh, summer. the summer and, and uh, fuel the fuel the the, uh, the uh, uh, cinema because. Um, <laughs> Jim, it's a, it's a dying, it's a dying genre. <laughs> it's a dying genre. I, I really want to say thank you for uh, letting me come in today as a guest. I really enjoyed this podcast, and hopefully you'll ask me back sometime soon. Hey, we'd like to have you back. Uh, it's always good to have one of the original Blue Zone guys here on board to help uh, steady the sail. And uh, so there, let me hit you up with a little techno kind of music as we fade out. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye now.